What is up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. Guys, I want to tell you all something. I am officially an old guy. Like, I had my brother-in-law come out uh, last night, and he's, like, gesturing at his... Uh, at his face looking at me he goes oh look at that all the white hairs in your beard well okay newsflash guys I've had white in my beard for like years now so I am definitely getting old but that's not why I'm old the reason why I would say that I'm officially old right now is because my oldest my firstborn my uh my number one uh Atticus turns 18 today this blows my mind y'all because like having an adult as a child, that's like where things start to get real. And okay, to be fair, I don't really think, uh, I wouldn't really classify him as an adult adult, you know, but you know, from, uh, the country's perspective, they say he's, you know, an adult, uh, 18 years old. It's insane to me. So of course we also have, uh, um, a 17 month old. So I feel like I'm kind of in this weird stage of, of, you know, being a dad and almost feeling like uh, what a granddad might feel like too. <laughs> but anyways, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about something that has been kind of lighting up everybody in the collecting community, and that's investing. Should we invest in baseball cards? Should you invest in baseball cards? There's a lot of people out there that have been talking about investing in baseball cards. And uh, and there's a lot of people that have been coming back to the uh, back to the hobby or maybe their first time uh, you know, to the hobby. And I think a lot of these people are thinking, you know, I'm going to make some money on this. There's a lot of people making money. So ever since COVID hit back in or wherever it was like March or something like card prices have skyrocketed. But ever since, like, it doesn't matter how well this hobby does, there's going to be a faction of people that say, Oh man, the sky's falling. Just wait. It's about to, the bottom's about to drop out of this. And you know, look guys, the hobby has been alive and kicking for well over 100 years, coming up on 150 years. It's not going to go away anytime soon. We will see prices dip and we will see some raise and it ebbs and flows. It always has and it always will. Now, a lot of people uh, uh, have the, uh, the standard of collecting as the height of the 80s uh, junk wax era and that's, that's what they measure everything else by, it seems like. I think that's being erased right now. Um, I think there's quite a bit more money being put into the hobby now than there ever has uh, been before. I think that's that's kind of my, my feeling for it. And you know, so instead of uh, you know a million people a day buying a fifty cent pack, maybe there's you know ten thousand people a, a day buying like hundred dollar boxes or something. I'm not really sure exactly. And <laughs> don't try to do the math because I could be completely uh, uh, wrong there, anyways. But. Um, in any of, in, in any event, there, there's a lot of money that's coming into the hobby now that uh, than there has been before, and uh, we're on a hot streak. Maybe some things might be coming down. I'm not sure, but but let's do a quick recap. So, everybody thought that uh, baseball cards were going to be uh, like really not a thing uh, for for everybody because of all of the parallels. All the parallels that have come out, the uh, and all the are you know people saying, are we in the junk wax era again, guys? I've said it before. I'll say it again. No, it's not the junk wax era. Completely different. Hundred percent. It is a wildly different animal. Um, now that's not to say that it's not some sort of form of something like it uh, that might be uh, unpleasant or as history might see as being a little bit on the unfavorable side for the hobby as a whole. Nothing like 
the junk wax era though. So that's so if you ever hear that question, uh, you know, rest assured you can say no. Back then in the junk wax era, um, there were like five types of cards and everybody bought those five types of cards. There were no chase cards whatsoever. There were no one of ones. There weren't anything like that. It was just uh, it was just you know cards that were made by the millions. We don't have that anymore. We don't have that anymore. We simply don't have that anymore. Now production is being ramped up seemingly more and more each year to uh, to meet the demands of uh, of collectors and new collectors and investors and so on and so forth. I understand that. I get it. We're not in the junk wax era. So, anyways, uh, that said, so you know you have two things. Number one, oh, there's too many parallels. Number two. Uh, we're going into the junk wax era. Number three, oh, this pandemic, everybody's going to be losing their jobs and they're not going to be putting money into the, into the hobby. Number four, um, you know, what about this grading scandal, all the trimming? Well, guess what, guys? Like this hobby, like a freight train through a brick wall, just ran straight through it and it is going strong. Um, now, I want to add this caveat, though. I do not... I uh, think that it is a good hobby to get into to just invest, and that's it. There are people that can do it and that will make a lot of money that way. Um, I am not that type of a person that would be willing to say, hey, go ahead and do that. Jump in the hobby. There's a lot of money to be made here because you simply don't know. In fact, back in March, um, I was thinking, I, I know that I, I sold a lot of graded stuff because I thought... Um, the prices were going to go down drastically because of this pandemic. And you know, a lot of people did. But guess what? Everything shot up. So don't listen to me about uh, about the forecast of the hobby. Um, my crystal ball is broken. and uh, But guess what? Everybody else is too because nobody could have seen that happen. Um, so, you know, don't, don't buy things that you don't love um, for... Uh, a potential of a raise or an increase down the road because guess what if it doesn't happen if your favorite player or maybe not your favorite player but if a player that you think is really hot uh, ends up breaking his ankle or something guess what those prices are going to go down or the hobby money might uh, might funnel down to the next uh, next hot 16 year old player that comes up or whatever that Bowman puts a, uh, puts out a card of um, so you, know, you just got to be really careful. So my advice is this. It's kind of my advice uh, in life in general is you know, don't blindly put your money into something that you just don't really have a whole lot of uh, interest in anyways. This is a hobby. Um, you know, Enjoy it as a hobby. I'll, I'll say this also. Like For instance, uh, there are people that write books and they do it for money. Um, and there are people out there not... Not as many, but but there are a few people out there that are wildly successful authors, and they do it as their job, and they make a lot of money off of it. Uh, for me personally, um, I wanted to write a book for years and years and years, uh, but I never did because I could never find something that really stuck. I didn't have something that I was really um, excited about writing, and it was a bucket list item for me. It was a passion of mine to write. I just didn't know what the subject was until... Bam, it clicked. Baseball cards. So I wrote this book about baseball cards. Uh, Confessions of a Baseball Card Addict. It's on Amazon, by the way. You can also hit me up personally for a signed copy. Um, and this this wasn't a moneymaker thing. You know, like, it was simply not something that I said, huh, I'm going to make a lot of money off of this book. No, 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 no. I don't think, uh, you know, there, there's nothing 
of that in me whenever I wanted to write the book. I did it because of the, my love for the hobby, my passion for writing and baseball cards. And that's what it was born out of. And so I personally like that same philosophy when it comes to uh, collecting as well. Collecting and investing are you know clearly two different things, but let's be honest, guys, the lines get blurred all the time. You know, same thing with uh, the difference between a collector and an investor. I think in some part, most of us out there are somewhere in between. We collect, but we also uh, buy and sell. Um, that's me, at least. Um, I don't know about you. I know there's some people out there that say, nope, I am a true collector. I don't sell anything. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, but the thing is, is, is there's a lot of collectors out there that sometimes dip their toe in the dealing pool, and that's fine. And it's fun to be able to do that. I enjoy the heck out of that immensely. Um, so, uh, you know, coming back to investing, though, the, the question is, first of all, like, what is investing? So when somebody actually uh, gets into investing, especially in sports cards, they're generally... Uh, speaking about like going to like the newest card, buying a bunch of them that are graded or not, maybe possibly getting them graded, and then hopefully, knock on wood, um, in, down the road they would increase in value. I would, like I said before, I would not suggest that. Um, there are other ways to make money in this hobby, by the way. Uh, number one, it's really just to know your stuff <clears throat> and to uh, know the value of things and find good deals. That's going to take a lot of time to do. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of vintage. You know that. I, I love vintage cards. Um, I think they're about as solid of an investment as you can have in the baseball card collecting world, um, especially of the key players, because there's always going to be fans of Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth and Honest Wagner and Willie Mays and Hank Aaron and all those guys. Um, but uh, when it comes to the, you know, 15, 16, 17 year old kids that are you know, did really well in some college or well, I guess not even college, high school, whatever they do with Bowman cards now, uh, you know, when it comes to them coming out and, and there's a lot of speculation around them saying, you know, Hey, this is going to be the next, like Mike Trout or something like that. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of risk that's involved there. And so for me personally, I'm not a risk guy. Um, I just don't take a whole lot of risk. Um, there's a, you know, obviously the phrase high risk, high reward. And let's be honest, if uh, you, me, anybody invested heavily in Mike Trout, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, we would be very, very wealthy. Um, but guess what? That's like a drop in the bucket. It's that doesn't happen to everybody. You know, in fact, Mike Trout was, uh, you know, was was definitely, uh, you know, is definitely in a class of his own. Um, we might not even see another Mike Trout, and I guess really it doesn't matter because when it comes to uh, a hobby like this that's got more people coming in, uh, if there is somebody that they think that there's a perceived uh, potential of somebody being Mike Trout, a ton of money can go in there. So I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm not even really qualified in talking about like how to invest in these younger guys. So for me personally, it's not for me, it's not an interest. Um, it's not a passion of mine to you know, put my scout cap on and, and see who's going to be the best, uh, the, the next best thing or whatever. Cause I just don't know for me personally. I like, uh, whenever it comes to making money, I, I know there's a lot of ways to do it in the hobby. Um, for me personally, it's buying collections. It's buying at prices that are right and it's splitting it up and it's doing some trading, trading up and so on and so forth. And, uh, and that's how I make money, um, in this, in this hobby myself. Now, 
it is uh, it is also fun for me. If it was not fun, I'm sure there's probably more uh, efficient ways for your money to grow uh, in life. You can invest in gold or silver or stocks or you know whatever. Like so, for me personally, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything against that at all either. You know, you definitely want to you know diversify when you can that sort of thing. Um, but for me personally. Um, if I'm going after coins or stamps or something, like that's not fun. It's not fun for me. So when it comes to baseball cards, I love it. I just have such a great time looking through collections, finding things online. Um, it is a blast. So it's like a perfect intersection for me of being able to have a great time and make money from time to time as well. Uh, that's kind of my suggestion to you. Uh, to maybe look at it that way. Um, and for all the people that are either coming back to the hobby or that are new to the hobby altogether, maybe take a step back and wipe the dollar signs from your eyes and look at this as a hobby that, you know, if you truly love this, if you just really enjoy the heck out of, out of the, you know, certain cards where determine what you really love go after those cards and uh, if you're going to be putting big money towards cards or whatever uh, make sure it's uh, for something that you love or something that's a, that's a solid as close of a solid bet as you can get um, I know a lot of times we can confuse something that we're hyper passionate about with uh, possibly making money on something so that might mean um, you know the shiny Bowman Chrome rookie autograph you know BGS 10 cards of uh, a lot of these uh, various players that are they're just real young, they're kids or whatever. Well, think about this. This would be a great litmus test for you to see if it's truly your passion or not. If they crash, are you going to be excited about those cards anymore? Uh, you know, the the possibility is probably not. Now, for me, obviously, I love Kenseiko. I love Kenseiko cards, and if I find a card out of his that I love, man, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go after. Him. I'm gonna just enjoy it and be super happy. But by that same token, you know, he certainly cannot hit another home run. He's not going to make it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, but he also can't strike out or, uh, or you know, have a problem with uh, his ankle being broken and not be able to play for a season or whatever because he's done. Which, interestingly enough, by the way, I, I uh, thought about this the other day. Um, there's been more time between uh, his last game that he's ever played and now than there was his entire playing career. Um, which is just insanity to me. So he uh, he ended playing at 37 years old, <laughs> and I'm I'm 40. So this we'll we'll bring this full circle. Here I am once again uh, thinking about how old I am with an 18 year old uh, uh, of a son who that's probably was Kinseiko's age or similar to it when he was uh, when he was just getting started. So um, and by the way, for crying out loud, like I was 19 when I met my wife and I'm just thinking how insane would that be if my son my firstborn uh, Atticus finds his wife uh, in a year or so I mean it's just insanity to me but anyway so um, just a just quick few uh, few thoughts on investing um, in cards it's not necessarily don't do it it's be careful but first and foremost be in this hobby and love it because there's so much to love, so much to be excited about. And uh, especially now, it's a real exciting time. We have all kinds of wonderful things that are going on in the hobby. And just, just really enjoy collecting. There's, and, and, and it's been my experience that the more you enjoy it, the more you uh, get into it, um, the more 
potentially you have to be able to make money down the road on on uh, you know in this hobby as well. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you all have a fantastic day.